For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. going on blue jays fans and welcome to another edition of jay bird watching we are part of the stadium scene tv network and we are happy to report that spring training has arrived and we are less than one month away from opening day less than a month until blue jays games that matter uh, before we get ahead of ourselves, I can't forget to introduce my fellow co-hosts. I am joined, of course, by Mr. Brendan Penicar and Mr. Craig Borden. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Doing well, man. This yeah. broadcast, broadcast team is actually here, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a good way to say it, actually. Well, on that note, uh, Craig, let's just, let's just <laughs> jump right in, right? Uh, I do want to say this before we begin. I do want to say that... Um, I'm really, really happy that we get to hear the sound of baseball again. I'm really, really happy that we get to hear live baseball. And this time, although spring training last year, we were able to hear the crowd because, you know, COVID had not yet happened in the beginning of spring training. But uh, it's cool to see crowds there, uh, albeit a little, I don't know, for me, unnerving, you know, being yes. Florida and whatnot. Oh, why? Um, because but everybody's wearing their mask right here? Yeah, or not wearing it. <laughs> or not at all. They're unabashed. Um <laughs> It, it is soothing and somewhat calming to uh, see live baseball again, uh, even though it doesn't matter, to hear a crowd. Uh, it, it's just sort of, sort of comforting, and it's, to me, a sign that things are returning to normalcy. So uh, I, I think I speak for all of us when I say, hell yeah, let's get back to baseball. Um, but before we do, before we unpack spring, uh, spring training baseball and you know get into the nitty-gritty of it, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we may be nearing the end of hearing those traditional sounds of summer over the airwaves or rather the radio waves as we all have known it since I, at least since I was born, since all you were born, every everyone. Um, Sportsnet recently decided to simulcast television broadcasts and the radio broadcast as one. So in other words, Dan Schulman and Buck Martinez will not only be your television broadcasters, they will also be your radio broadcasters. It will be a simultaneous broadcast. Um, all those voices that you primarily have heard, Ben Wagner, Joe Siddle, once upon a time, Mike Wilner, even though he's not there anymore, you will not really primarily be hearing them anymore, at least for this season. Um, so, Brendan, being the resident Canadian here, uh, what are your feelings regarding this? I know the Fan 590 is quite big, obviously, in Canada when it comes to sports. Is this a temporary measure due to the pandemic, or is this a legitimate experiment that may become the new norm? Yeah, that's a that's a tough question to answer, and I don't want it to be the latter of what you described there. That would suck. Um, it really would. I mean, is nobody a feel more bad for than ben wagner just because yeah. he finally got called up to the bigs like what 2019 was his first full season right was yeah. it 2019 or 2018 i'm pretty sure it's 2019 yeah yeah so he had one full season he goes in and starts doing some spring training games last year and everything gets shut down and you don't hear him at all last year i'm pretty sure he came up to toronto for some of the tv stuff that they started to do as the summer went along with hazel and shy and and jamie campbell and all that but I was really, really starting to like Ben Wagner as a radio guy. Uh, and I know that that sentiment was shared by a lot of different people. I'm pretty sure the three of us uh, or the two of you uh, agree with me on that one. It's it's a shame because, you know, baseball is the only sport that I truly enjoy listening to on the radio because it's just so easy to picture everything that's happening. Like whether it's a hit and they say, oh, down the left field line or down the right field line, as I can picture exactly where that is when you're watching hockey or football or even basketball. In my mind, it's just so much harder to picture what's going on. Um, so you can start visualizing the game in your head. So it kind of, in a way, feels like you're watching. Maybe you're daydreaming. Hopefully you're not driving when you're doing that. But regardless, um, yeah, it sucks. Because uh, I always love listening to the game on the radio, uh, especially day games during work days, uh, where you can put it on in the background and just listen to it. 
if that's not available anymore beyond this year, I can understand Rogers maybe wanting to recoup some money, uh, which I truly feel that this might just be a 2021 thing. And hopefully if everything is fine, money comes back into Rogers a little bit more than you get the radio people back. But yeah, that would be devastating if it was forever. Can I just say I, I I loved watching not only did all our minor league baseball players get promoted, Ben Wagner got promoted to the yeah. Blue Jays yeah. and got the big league thing, and all of a sudden the Buffalo Boy does good kind of thing, right? So I, I agree that it's just weird that all of a sudden that he is just not part of this conversation, and it's really odd to see none of this. It's just a legacy thing. No other major league baseball team has done this until the Toronto Blue Jays just did it. So this is a category I did not want the Blue Jays ever to be the first thing to do something. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's it doesn't feel like baseball. You know, it, baseball, no. you know, I, and I'm not that old, regardless. You know, it's like I'm, I grow up and I've watched baseball on TV 99 times out of 10. And I'm 36, and I still have that ballpark where I, it's like, okay, well, is there, there is a big difference between listening to an announcer that's you know for a tv feed and there's a big difference between a person doing and trying to paint a picture because there's no video to it going over the radio there is a very big difference and there's gonna be a lot lost in that translation that i don't think people realize and you know it, i guess we're just that much further away from the vince scully bob uecker and uh whatnot days and obviously yeah, jerry yeah. howarth and whatnot for the toronto blue jays fans and i wonder how much of the fact that they couldn't find the perfect replacement for somebody like him is part of this equation too i agree that ben wagner's done a great job and i love listening to him but they like insta derailed him even when he got brought in, everybody's like, oh, he's here to be the radio guy. Perfect. Great. All over. Oh, yeah. By the way, you get Mike Wilner now. <laughs> and then yeah. all of a sudden it became a two-man booth. And he didn't have that in Buffalo. So he had to get that back and forth and whatnot. And it's just really, really odd to me that we're getting to that point where, you know, podcasts and things like that are picking up as much as they are. And... Okay, just nuke the radio feed. That just seems stupid to me. It's like a whole avenue that you just didn't even bother to care about anymore. Yeah, it it's a little upsetting. And look, I, I want to be clear right off the bat. This is nothing, at least in my end, I can't speak for the both of you, but I, I'm sure you feel the same way. Dan Schulman is fantastic. Yeah. All right, I, I can't. Bingo. You know, he is fantastic when it comes to the television side. The dude is well-versed when it comes to not only baseball, but NCAA basketball. He knows his shit when it comes to sports. I'm not going to knock him. But even he has come out and said that doing a television broadcast and a radio broadcast are two completely different things. Yes. When it comes to a, a television broadcast, you don't have to describe what the viewer is already seeing. There's some redundancy there. With the radio broadcast, as you guys have already mentioned, you sort of have to paint a picture. And B being in the in the New England area, I'm sure you guys don't know, but uh, the Red Sox have a, a radio broadcaster, Joe Stiglione. Um, fantastic, super old school, has a super school old school uh, baseball voice. And there's the something... richest Boston accent ever. Just yes, saying. yes. <laughs> and there's something super <laughs> compelling about it and comforting. Like I said, there's nothing like. And again, I hate the Red Sox. One of the only thing in the world that I hate, but. Whenever they're playing the Blue Jays and I'm out, I can always rely on going into my car, starting it up, going to the Red Sox broadcast and listening to that and having it, right? And I think what separates, you know, Brendan, you were sort of alluding to this, the football aspect and the, and the basketball aspect is that there's so much action going on so quickly with those two respective sports, whereas with baseball, there's so much inaction. There's time for conversation. Yeah. There's time for illustration. There's time to have like little side chats here and there. Um, that's going to be sorely missed, and I do believe that it's going to become a little bit convoluted if Shulman and Martinez are going to try to compensate for both or just focus on the television. Right. Either way, you're going to lose something in one of the broadcasts. And neither of which are their specialty. So it's very upsetting. I'm hoping that this is just temporary. I really do hope this is a 2020 thing. We already know the Blue Jays aren't happy about it. We talked about it last week. Yeah. But picking up more on that, Sportsnet for spring training are only broadcasting, simulcasting rather, three games. Three games. Um, and none of which were the debut of George Springer. So the, something's up. 
I don't know if this is purely cost-cutting, but you have to imagine with the hype walking into the season, with the amount of revenue that they probably have already generated when it comes to merchandise sales alone, they can't be hurting for cash that bad. And I know, Brendan, you were alluding to this, but I, I can't see them financially in disarray here. No, no way. And, and they are like, if there's any year where they're actually going to do really, really well from a ratings perspective uh, in terms of hockey and some of their other assets, it's this year because all the Canadian teams are playing each other. And Sportsnet is the main hockey uh, network in, in Canada. It's no longer CBC. It's not TSN. Uh, it's not that. It's Sportsnet. So I don't know if this is a I can't remember how many years ago it was that Sportsnet became like the hockey network. I want it definitely no more than three or four years, but I want to say that the maybe pressure from the league or the NHL maybe to show show more games um, kind of correlates with what they're doing, uh, cutting back, uh, and maybe the pandemic just gave it even more reason, gave them more reason to cut back. But like, I, I, I don't I don't think that's the case. I, I don't know. Like, there's in my mind, there's no logical reason for it. Um, there's nothing better than on a weekend where, especially in the middle of the summer, Canadians, people in northern United States where summer lasts for four true months and you get some nice-ish uh, months in like May and September, October, you want to be outside, especially oh, yeah. on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon. You don't want to be cooped up in your basement in your living room being like, oh, whoa, it looks beautiful outside. I wish I could go out there, but I got the game to watch. No, you could go sit out there and listen to the radio feed. That's what I would do if I'm up at the cottage. If I want to go for a boat ride, I'll just turn up the radio, listen to that. Um, if I'm just sitting having a beer, I'll listen to the game and sit outside and enjoy the sun while getting to keep track of what's going on. So there's going to be a lot of those missed. And baseball, while it's great to watch on TV, it's always been – radio's always had a very special uh, spot in my heart for, for baseball because that's the sport I listen to the most. So that's going to suck that that will still be available, but it just won't be the same feeling at all. Yeah. Another fun thing is, you know, they put all those graphics up on TV. You're going to be talking yeah. to a graphic that nobody can see. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. So yeah. true. Think of that. So it, – I, to that point of what you were saying there, even being outside and enjoying the ball game or anything, there's something to say that, you know, I'm sorry to say I would enjoy listening to Vince Scully describe a dandelion growing in the fucking outfield because the guy's just that articulate with his voice. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to have yeah. that kind of thing anymore because, like you said, the, the fact that you have the crutch of, you know, the everybody can see what you're talking about kind of thing going on with TV, regardless of the fact that Dan Schulman and all them full-on have that exact same thing but if this comes down to money it's just really you're talking about you already have all the equipment already anyway it's not like you need to upgrade it you're really cutting a voice and they're already yeah. talking about keeping um you know ben wagner and everybody on staff what the hell are you really loot you know where's the money coming back to you in that thing i would think the springer jersey sales alone are paying for the freaking radio feed but <laughs> it just doesn't seem like the the whole picture of it. Something odd is here. And, like, there's got to be something new coming that we don't have the whole piece of the puzzle to yet. Or they're really just like, you know what, fuck it, we're done. <laughs> so I can't imagine that they are. Craig, correct me if I'm wrong. I know we, we have our, our side chats, you know, in text. Didn't you say that the Yankees were doing something similar or another team was doing something similar? I was shocked that today... Mind you, for the people that are just tuning into this and never watch this or getting into the show with us, I live in Rochester, New York, in the thick of Yankee country. Adam lives in, you know, Red Sox Nation. And thankfully, Brendan actually balances us out with actually being a Canadian <laughs> actually on this show. <laughs> so, but tonight, they're playing. the Blue Jays are playing in primetime right now while we're actually recording this. The New York Yankees. And their spring training feed is not even being broadcast on the Yes Network tonight. Jeez. It's yeah, not, I allegedly can get it on the radio feed. It's showing up on my uh, MLB at bat thing. But earlier when I went to go click on it, it usually lets you just click on it and listen to Yankee Radio, Blue Jay Radio, whoever the hell right in the app there. And, you know, the channel that the game would normally be broadcast on. A lot of it doesn't even care about times of day. I clicked on it earlier just to see if the Yankees were trash talking us earlier in the day or whatever it might be. And sure enough, there was nothing. And actually, now that I'm scrolling through this, it doesn't even show the Yankee feed on the uh, Yankee Blue Jay feed on the radio at all for MLB audio. So something's yeah, weird. This might be a major league shakeup as far as what I was kind of alluding to in our text chat. 
earlier. And maybe the Blue Jays were just the ones that, you know, jumped out in the gun a little too soon because of uh, they already had the Wilner news that he was gone. And then, they, you know, they had to tell, okay, well, Wilner's gone. Is Ben Wagner going to be doing anything? <laughs> you know, so maybe they just had to jump to the front of this a little bit more than ever all these other teams are. But this is really weird. And I can tell you right now, I already hate listening to Michael Kay on the freaking, you know, TV feed. Now I'm going to have to listen to him on the radio here in town too. Oh, oh no. my God. Uh, Kill me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it like talk about a wasted opportunity. I know the Leafs play tonight. Um, so Sportsnet's probably showing that because it's midweek and Wednesday is their big hockey night or whatever, other than Saturday. But like, how many Blue Jays fans, especially the ones that we follow on Twitter, and I know that that's maybe a couple thousand that we each follow combined, but how many would have tuned in to watch Simeon Woods-Richardson pitch two innings tonight or Alec oh, Manoa yeah. pitching right now? So many. Like, I would have, if, if it was I'll available to me on TV, it. I would have been like, guys, we're either going to record Thursday or last night so that we could pay attention and watch the game. And the fact that you can't even see it and the Yankees aren't even doing it is mind-boggling. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, bury the lead too much when it comes to spring training talk. But, I mean, I have been on record to say that when it comes to spring training games in general, it, it, for me, although exciting, and I know I hyped it up in the beginning of this show, it is sort of passive viewing for me. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't really take away a lot unless it's something really noticeable. Um, but even with that, I'll say things sort of even balance out and, you know, regress to the mean eventually. But... For me, again, it's something comforting to have the option. And when you take it away yeah. from me, I'm saying that's not really good customer <laughs> service when it comes to, you know, fans that are loyal to your team. Now, OK, maybe you have the numbers in front of you, you being Sportsnet, to have the numbers in front of you and you see, look, it, 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 the juice isn't worth the squeeze when it comes to the ratings and the listenership that we don't get during spring training. You know, you're bitching about it because it's not there. But in all reality, you probably wouldn't have watched a lot anyway. And you being the vast majority of the fan base. So in that aspect, we're losing money. I can see a business decision when it comes to this. And again, with COVID compounding those decisions i get it there's a lot of equipment to haul there's a lot of people you have to relocate and stuff and i don't know if quarantining is still a thing in florida probably not but still there, there's a whole lot of you know steps that you have to take to make this reality i get it but that does not excuse the fact that you could do this right at the station right you can borrow other teams broadcast just the view in the station and have the announcers or the radio broadcasters being siddle and wagner go off that right you don't have to have your own crew there and i don't know if there's legality issues when it comes to that but for me i think we're all sort of saying it without saying it the biggest blow is wagner with this because yes he was up and coming yeah. yes he's earned that from buffalo right and broadcasting it's it's an art right and if you take that away i don't know this is a bad thing for the state of baseball and i know we're going to get to minor league talk but for me, it's disappointing. Hopefully, it's something that we can get used to. Hopefully, it's something that we can just sort of pick up. Because if you remember last year when the season started, we were saying, oh, there's going to be no crowds. Oh, they're putting synthetic noise. This is going to be terrible. And then when we heard it, we were like, it was still baseball. It was still baseball. not that bad. I didn't think it was going to be as bad as it was, you know. Maybe this will be the same. Maybe we're underestimating the talents of Buck Martinez and Dan Schulman. Maybe. And we probably are. At the same time, there is something being taken away, and I just don't like it. <laughs> I'm going to put I it agree. out this on a step further, and I don't know if sure. – I'll have to see if I can find the recording or not. But um, our friend Jesse Goldberg-Strassler, who we've each, I think, chatted with over the few years, he always does a game every year for his radio broadcast that he does it old school where everything's being relayed to him. And he's making like – the wood noises and the pop of the glove and everything while he's doing the broadcast. Nobody's going to ever do any of that anymore. No. <laughs> Nobody. If we all go this direction, you're like I said, you're losing some of that, you know, that cleverness to it, you know, because it's like I said, it's one thing to paint a picture. It's another to have it handed to you. I agree. Freddie, do you have any closing thoughts you want to touch on with this? Or are you good? No, I'm good. All right. Well, let's get into actual spring training baseball, some live baseball albeit games that don't count uh all in all it's back right it's back we we have these sounds of summer even though it's just starting to be march the weather i don't know how it is where you guys are but here in rhode island it is just starting to turn it is getting like incrementally warmer 
And I'm just saying, oh, I can go outside without a jacket for a yeah. little bit. And, you know, 10 minutes later, I'm like, all right, I'm good. But you guys still, are wearing a T-shirt somewhere in a sweatshirt just to put that out there. <laughs> hey, um, Hold on, it's like... still a sight to see. Hey, yeah, there you go. But, hey, it's a Blue Jays sweatshirt. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a nice hoodie, too. It it's is. one of those it's like Nike. nice new Nike ones that's like kind of like yeah. wind resistant and whatnot on the outside. I'm liking it. Mm. Yeah. Dry fit. Um, there you go. Again, there's not a whole lot you can extrapolate from spring training games. A lot of it is just what we expect, uh, barring any um, unforeseen circumstances. But specifically what I'd like to focus on other than, you know, things that have impressed us is George Springer. Uh, looked great in a Blue Jays uniform. Even he said it was a little surreal, but he's excited. You want to hear that from your star player. Uh, so, Craig, let's start with you. Um, you can talk about Springer if you want. You can go into other things because I know you've been uh, paying attention to these games. What has stood out to you, and what are you keeping an eye out for? I think first I'm going to shamelessly self-promote our quick hits that I've been trying to go. do every game I possibly can. But without a radio feed, I'm sorry to say it's kind of a pain in the ass. And I'm not going to be <laughs> that guy that just literally sits here and reads you the newspaper on the morning, you know, <laughs> in the morning of the show. So, but I thank you very much to the people that have been listening because apparently those have been uh, – very, very popular so far, so we're going to keep trying to keep doing them. And obviously, when the Major League season starts, we're going to you know cycle through each of us doing it each day, so it'll be fun for everybody. But Springer, perfect. You know, gets a hit in his, in his debut with the Blue Jays. He loved it. One thing I got to say about Springer as far as, and you guys know where my stance was on everything in the offseason. I was like, really, we're going to get one of those guys that were banging, you know, listening to trash can banging and whatnot. And um, as far as it goes, he has been 100% as advertised. Class act looks like he wants to be a main key and co a contributor to this, um, you know, locker room. He wants to win the right way, and you can see him putting the work in thus far. And I think that's what's been the most impressive part. And he has been preaching Blue Jays stuff perfectly in every radio media thing I've seen where he has been. And it's not the same thing every time. You can tell it's genuinely coming to his mind while the people are asking his question. It's not just a canned up response. So it's been very, very fun to see what we get from him. And I'm very excited to see more of him come this spring, you know, when we can see it <laughs> would be the that. Oh, yeah. But um, that, I'm, I'm shocked he has only gotten into the one game, but then that, then again, it is just the weirdness of where things are and training these, these, these times. I'm going to say though, I, um, Listening to the radio feed the other day that was on the Pirates radio, actually, which, by the way, the mm. Pirates guys actually called a really good game. I was kind of impressed. Um, it nice. sounded very similar to how we just, like, goof around the whole broadcast. But I think that's because, you know, they don't have a ton to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, Robbie Ray sounded like he was really popping the glove the other day. So I'm very excited to see what we're getting out of Robbie Ray because I think we actually might have fixed him somehow. I really don't know how we did it <laughs> but he was really baffling what are going to be everyday starters through two innings the other day for the pirates and he was really pounding the strike zone that was the thing that impressed me he threw 18 or 20 pitches or something like that and he threw 16 or 18 strikes just nice. completely pounding the strike zone obviously he's not going to do that once the major league season comes but he said he has never felt his command at that kind of a level, ever, is more or less. He said it's more or less been a long, long time since he felt like that after an outing, spring or otherwise. So I think that says something. And then um, I forget who came in after him, but he did really well too. Um, was it Matt? It wasn't Matt. I'm going to have to look it up now. I can't remember. But either way, it was very impressive to see him doing that well. And Ray, I'm pulling up the other thing right now. Oh, it's Pearson, duh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he gave up a run and a hit, but it sounded like he was really mixing his pitches up, and you can tell he really wanted the job that he's, you know, more or less going to be handed to. I think at this point, just from lack of options, you know, they're going to truck him out there because he is the highest ceiling guy, other than Ryu. But I really was very impressed in the fact that you know the lineup with the weirdness that we've been seeing. Kirk has gotten a sack fly. Roddy Telez has been looking good. <laughs> so there's some there's some bright spots. Right. You know what I find myself doing, and Adam, you might appreciate this, and other Raptors fans uh, when it comes to George Springer is 
I've been analyzing every single photo and video I see of him to see how he reacts, kind of like what we were all doing when the Raptors got Kawhi Leonard. They're like, oh, is he smiling? Oh, he's happy here. Oh, stay. yes, this is great. <laughs> but he's going to stay. Yeah, yes, there's a difference. Stay, so we don't have to worry about that as much. But I found myself doing that. Like right before we hopped on, um, Blue Jays uh, on Facebook posted a picture of Vladdy, and you can see George Springer smiling. At, I'm pretty sure he was laughing uh, in the background of this picture that was taken. I'm like, nice. That's that's nice to see. Um, but yeah, luckily we have him for another five years after this one, unlike Kawhi Leonard. But hey, uh, Kawhi brought the Raptors a championship. Anyways, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's definitely nice to see George Springer starting his spring off well. Um, Craig, you mentioned the lack of games. Has anybody else noticed how Randall Grichik hasn't played in a game yet? Or mm-hmm. Teoscar Hernandez has barely played too? I know today somebody said that they have been dealing with minor things, but um, whatever that means, there's been... A, it's it's like been this quiet. every year, though. You know, the main there's guys always... usually are like a week behind all the rest of them, except for guys that might be fighting for a job like Rowdy or, you know, or if they just want to get into a game, right? So... Yeah, it's interesting. Um, who knows uh, who, what uh, what the real reason is for that, whether uh, they're just trying to keep him healthy throughout spring to maybe have somebody swoop in and be like, let's make a deal um, or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, outside of Springer, Craig mentioned a few of them, but one that pitched, I think, yesterday and looked really good was Steven Matz. He went out through two innings, gave up a hit and struck out three. Um, I was going to touch on Robbie Ray as well, because like you, Craig, I think he's going to be in for a good season. And I know that we had a segment on Ray last week and I posed the question to you guys. Does he meet match or or does he uh, match surpass or fall short of his 2019 season with the Diamondbacks? And we were all pretty favorable uh, in terms of him probably being able to meet it or come close to it. Uh, the fact that he started to spring so well by pounding the zone is starting to make me more optimistic that he could maybe surpass it, even if it's by a smidge. Uh, and that would be huge. That would be absolutely huge for this rotation moving forward. Um, so good starts from guys that they are kind of counting on and, and Matt's and Ray. And it would be swell if Matt's continued this throughout spring and kind of ran away with one of those rotation spots to slot in as the four or the five. Um, to speak on the Tay Oscar and the great Chuck thing. Um, I can't really speak when it comes or theorize when it comes to great Chuck. I think with Tay Oscar, even if he wasn't dealing with minor things, I think him and right field's kind of a given and there's no real need to have him prove it. Uh, you don't just have a silver slugger, come out and be like, all right, well, you got to prove your, your weight on this team. No, he's, he's going to play. Um, I, I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, great check. That's a little con- concerning. It's a little curious, but I mean, at the end of the day, I don't really care. Um, <laughs> tell me how you really feel things, about it. Yeah. I don't, I don't care if he plays or not when it comes to, um, things that have impressed me, I got to say, and again, I don't want to overreact when it comes to spring training. I don't necessarily mean we have to read the tea leaves too carefully, but Anthony K threw some gas. Yeah. Uh, two scoreless innings against the Yankees. The dude's coming out. Now I know he's speaking with Bobby and you know having that New York connection. Maybe he was a little bit more amped up to have a really good game against the Yankees. Maybe there was some you know inner inspiration because I think that was his team growing up. So maybe he just he was super excited. And he, that little that little bit calmed him down, but. You gotta like what you you've seen from him, and again, I know it's just two innings. You can't really pull that into a large sample size. But for me, even if he doesn't earn a spot, and he clearly is trying to, it's encouraging for the depth, right? Because you're yeah. eventually gonna need that six or seven starter, right? And if he's you know flip flopping up and down from AAA, um, which we're gonna get to in a bit, but if he's flip flopping up and down, and he's a reliable presence for this Blue Jays team or can fill the void for knock on desk, a longstanding injury. Um, I'm confident and I like what we've seen. So, you know, look, two scoreless innings. He's top almost 97 miles per hour with an average of, I think like 92 or thereabouts. That's pretty good. Um, And he was hitting the zone well from the video footage I was able to gather. So Anthony K man, shout out to you, Bobby, if you're listening, shout out to your bro. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I think we're in for a treat when it comes to him. And I do think he's going to start off the year in AAA, but it would not surprise me if around maybe June, July, it would not shock me if he was our fifth starter. 
Yeah, something about that. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. It's almost like the... Um, uh, who was it in 2015? It's like almost like the Osuna and Castro story out of like you know mm-hmm. 2015, right? They didn't even have a place on the team. We knew they were talented, but hey, by the way, guess what? Come up north with us, and they ended up dominating the Yankees for the first week of freaking the season. Yeah, so that was yeah. fun to watch. Um, I think speaking of best shape of your life candidates, right? Obviously, Bob or um, Anthony's done something with his arm. If he's beefed it up a little bit to the point where I think Keegan was Matheson was saying he was throwing around 97 yeah. during that game. That's Top 97. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit more than I remember. <laughs> I, I was thinking yeah. he was more in like the, what the 93, 94 ballpark. So that yeah. little bit of extra velocity makes that off speed stuff that he was already doing really well, carry that much better, you know? So that little bit of separation, like you said, is probably the difference in the world for being probably our eventual fifth starter. That's what I'm saying. Like, don't you – to me, it's not outlandish to think that he could eventually beat out a guy like Roark. That sure. doesn't seem outlandish to me. Roark's going to beat himself, though. That's going to yeah. be the other cat. <laughs> so. How has he not gotten into a game yet? They probably know. <laughs> I'm just shocked anybody. because you would think if he's got to hold a spot down in the rotation, you got to he's got to be out there competing with the rest of the guys. It's not and just you figure, I wonder yeah. what he's doing. You figure with the lack of broadcast, this would be the best time. Oh, I know. Right. They won't hear from us. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, tonight you got SWR and Alex Manoa on the mound so far for the first I'm the Yankees in the world's freaking uh, lowest scoring hitting game so far, and only one hit a piece on each team. <laughs> And I would love to be watching that right now. Yes. I know, Apparently, right? SWR was really good, too. And Manoa has been really good. And I didn't yeah. even know he was pitching tonight. So that was that's another that's a bonus that we're all missing that we could have had if we had a broadcast. So, yeah, the Blue Jays have one hit, and there's a double by Santiago Espinal, who's also been looking pretty good. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, he did before, too. He did last year. Correct. He's yeah. been showing it more on the defense side so far this spring from what I've been hearing on the radio feeds and whatnot. That's his, I think that might be his first hit. Nice. But a double, nonetheless, in the first week of spring training games. That's pretty good stuff. Not everybody be, can, can be uh, like what Roddy Telez has done and has like two RBIs already, a run score, and a two doubles. <laughs> Something like that. Hey. Get um, another thing that stood out to me, and again, I, I'd be – I can't go a podcast episode without mentioning him. Kevin Biggio pretty much looked good at third. Okay, I don't care what anybody says. The arm looked fine <laughs> from third. Okay, even I was skeptical. But if he's going to play some third base, sign me the fuck up. I am not scared of <laughs> Kevin Biggio over at third There you base. go. Yeah, he has looked very it, – it's all about footwork, right? And yeah. I think he actually said it when I was – did you guys watch the 30 Clubs, 30 Days stuff? The other day, no, on MLB I, Network, I, uh, d- dive through Twitter or MLB Network and find it. He, Kevin Biggio, did an excellent interview where he was talking about the whole move, and uh, they had talked to Marcus Sem- Marcus Semyon right before that, and uh, how he's even like, well, I, <laughs> you know, what do I do with all these guys around me? You know, I got to fit in somewhere. And um, hearing Biggio talk about that, it, the footwork has been very similar to what he has used and done and whatnot at second base. It's just on a slightly accelerated thing because obviously the hot yeah. corner of the ball is getting to you that much quicker. But him being a younger guy, he's got good reactions for the most part anyway. So the big question, obviously, Adam, you just pointed out, the arm. And honestly, he looked fine. And he had a couple of weird balls in that um, Yankee game too that he had to run in on and whatnot too that were uh, on the move ones, similar to second base. But I guess the pro that he's getting a little bit out of that too is now the play's in front of him. He doesn't have to worry about you know, coming back to yeah. first or anything like that. So it does, there's some pros and cons, but it was very encouraging. It'd be interesting to see move forward. Obviously I think he can continue that, but just how that, what that means for first base, what that means for Vlad, what that means for DH uh, and the four outfielders that they currently have on the, uh, on the roster, because yeah, I mean, if Kevin primarily plays third, then Vlad and Rowdy and, and Tioscar will cycle through first base slash DH with obviously Tioscar being the one in the outfield um, with three other guys. So, again, like 
maybe the slow roll to play Grichik or the slow roll to play Teoscar is if a trade comes along. And I hope it's not Teoscar. I really hope they find a taker for Grichik because that can open something up for Jonathan Davis. Um, and by the way, the, the few innings that I watched on Sunday, is it just me or does Jonathan Davis look like he's put on some muscle? He looks, oh, yeah. he looks a lot jacked. bigger than I remember. <laughs> he looks like he's the size of Alfred who was. He or, looks like you know, And um, as far that, as that yeah. goes, Alfred freaking took Robbie Ray and the only bad pitch he threw the other day yeah. deep for a 415-footer. So <laughs> I, I'm, it's encouraging to see that if Davis is putting in that kind of work, Brendan. Yeah. I hope he can find a way onto the roster and be the fourth outfielder because that means Grittrick is hopefully the one that's out the door. <laughs> you're you're upsetting all the Blue Jays moms out there. They I love, know. love Randall Why do Grichuk. I feel like we're going to, if we knew, they knew where we were, we're going to be hitting our houses pubbled with uh, Randalls. <laughs> yeah, dude. They love sexy Randall. They can love... I just say that Manoa finished his two innings. He gave up one hit and struck out four batters. Yeah. And this, put him on the rotation. Just yes, to put it out go. there, he's facing the everyday Yankee lineup right now. Oh, LeMahieu, yeah. Judge, Hicks, Stanton, Torres, Gardner, Gary Sanchez, Jay Bruce sighting, and uh, Danny Dietrich, right? <laughs> so that's a good lineup any day in a normal regular game of the season. So Mo, Manoa's running through those guys. Yes, I know it's early in spring, but that's very encouraging for where he could start this spring with a uh, minor league club. Blue Jay legend that never was Jay Bruce. Yes. <laughs> always Just like a always party at Napoli's, right? Yeah. Jay Bruce rumor every offseason because oh, Alex Anthopoulos. So bad. It was so tiresome. Which is hilarious, too, every because all those years we could have traded from him, those were like clearly past his glory days at that point, right? I know. He didn't do yeah. shit with any of those teams. I know. I know. But hey, Anthopoulos loved him. All right. Um, Speaking of clogged outfield, let's talk about Joanna Cespedes. Um, I remember it was last night. I think the score tweeted it out saying that 11 clubs were in attendance to view a workout for Joanna Cespedes. And I retweeted it saying, without looking, I'm willing to bet the Blue Jays are on this list. <laughs> and my and buddy Connor, right. yeah, Connor <laughs> responded to me and said, while looking, I can say you're right. And of course they are, because the Blue Jays are kings of due diligence. Now, and not everything. Everything, right? And I don't want to overreact. Of course, if there's someone that can make your team better, you worry about the positional uh, disarray later, and you just want to get better. Um, but look, outfield's clogged. We were just talking about it. Players are not even playing in games, whether it's due to injury or just the situation. DH is rather clogged, and you know Montoyo was notorious last year to not use a traditional DH. More often than not, he did, but now given the fact that there is so much depth, you might have to utilize that position for someone that isn't stereotypically fit for a DH position. I don't know. I, I just I don't necessarily see the fit when it comes to Cespedes, and this may be just due diligence, but I've been wrong before, and the Jays do sometimes have legitimate interest in players that are beyond me. So, Brennan, let's start with you. Do you think this is legitimate? Do you think this is just due diligence? And do you think there is a fit for Jonas Cespedes on this team? The answer to all your questions is no. Yeah. And I don't even know if I need to expand on any of that. Uh, for all the reasons that you said, there's no fit. At this point in his career, he's only a DH. He could not play in the outfield. And there's just no like there's no room. That's what it comes down to. I mean, unless this is due diligence just in case some crazy trade happens and they need to add a bat... Uh, towards the end of spring training, maybe. Uh, but other than that, uh, the way the roster is currently constructed, no, I, I just don't see it. He's only 35. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> on that, and my, I'll put it this way. I think he's going to end up being like Nelson Cruz reincarnated kind of like idea. You finally put him at DH and just let him fucking mash because you all know that Jonas Suspedes can just destroy baseballs. Mm. To me, yeah. this screams Oakland A's. They would okay. have him to be the DH again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and why not? You know, you lost Semyon, and, and um, they didn't want to pay him what we ended up paying him. They, they, they need a little thump in that lineup. So it's going to be somebody like that that's going to be like, okay, this is the difference between having a 20-home run guy that can drive in runs, probably even maybe if he actually is legitimately healthy, maybe 30. You never know. That could be the extreme, but... When people like Edwin Encarnacion still don't have a job, that the DH spot, 
Honestly, the Major League Baseball people made the dumbest idea for making baseball interesting again by keeping the NLDH out of the equation. Because yeah. think of the, that's two guys right there that we're talking about that would have full-time jobs easy on any of those teams. And honestly, the Mets probably wouldn't have even parted ways with him if they actually had a DH spot. So... As far as the Blue Jays aspect goes, I uh, unless something does shake up to the trade where we actually do have more at-bats in the DH spot, doesn't make any sense. Because right now, I'm sorry to say, if it came down to Rowdy versus Suspettis, I'm taking Rowdy because he's a left-handed bat and helps us, you know, as far as offensive prowess, I think it comes down to the same kind of idea. Um, and I really don't know how else to slice it. There's just too much stuff already going on. So unless somebody gets hurt, is gone whatever it might be it is what it is and as far as where any of those other guys go to cl- could clean up our log jam i think it's going to take somebody getting hurt on another team that is going to all of a sudden be desperate for a first baseman outfielder or <laughs> whatever it might yeah. be and the blue jays are sitting and waiting on that i think i don't see a fit for the blue jays and i don't for all the reasons you guys have said and craig moreover i agree with the notion that i'd rather have rowdy uh taking up those DH spots ahead of Cespedes. And I also know that, as we've discussed, a lot of that DH positional uh, need on a daily basis is going to be spread out, right? It's not just going to be Rowdy's job exclusively. They're going to have him play first base here and there just to spell other people when they need rest. Hell, Springer's probably going to play some DH here and there. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Which is the nice thing of having Jonathan Davis or Grichik. At least you got yeah. somebody that can slot yeah. in the center field and you won't lose anything defensively. So. Yeah. But um, shit, was I gonna? I, I it just, just just popped into my head about the whole sure, Ronnie yeah. Telez thing in DH. Remember the year that Brad Fulmer all of a sudden had as a Blue Jay? Yes, he had like thirty six home runs and batted like three hundred and had RBIs all yeah. of a sudden. That could be Roddy Telez this year. You think that's on the horizon? I, there's something brewing, and it. it's it's not just because he's just been just came into spring just crushing baseballs. You see how hard he hit that ball in that Yankee game. When we did I see saw the it. highlight. Yeah, yeah. It was just, he just raked this thing on a line that hit like, you know, maybe, you know, mid chest area high on the wall. Or just, and then he, the one he hit for a ground rule double spiked into the ground right before it and bounced over. So those are two doubles have been just freaking mashes. So maybe I, I just think that his bat speed or something, he actually figured it out last year and it was just enough to get him over that confidence hurdle that he could go off and just have a season like that. But, yeah, but why I, mess I think with it? <laughs> yeah, Just let him do I it. <laughs> I think that's where the Blue Jays are at, too. It really wouldn't surprise me. Um, so as you mentioned, Craig, six of these 11 teams are National League teams, so there's not really DH positional depth for them to utilize there. My fear, and I don't know if there's oh, a God, fit. I don't think it matters. <laughs> the Rays get them. <laughs> And he's just going to match. I thought you were going to go Yankees DH on me or something like that. Because just because the Yankees, it's like, oh, wait, they threw a bunch of money at Brett Gardner and they're hoping they're going to get something out of him. No, (laughs) no, I think that was just a thank you for your dedication to the Yankees. Lifelong Yankee. He fits that mold. Uh, The Blue Jays are all about uh, character or, you know, so it seems. Um when it comes to Yohan Cespedes, I think it was last year that he was literally missing. People didn't know yeah. where he was, <laughs> and then he just told oh, his yeah. agent to tell the team, I'm opting out. I'm done. And, <laughs> yeah, he just walked out. Um, I don't think the Blue Jays are about that life. Again, I think it's just due diligence. But the Rays were one of these teams that watched him. And if the Rays pay, there's DH spots to go around with the Rays. They'll find a way. They had, yeah. I think, 59 different lineups last year. They'll find a way. They'll find a way that they'll be the worst hitters on the other team that he can play left hand, left field or something like that, too. Yep. And just rely on his cannon of an arm to catch him That's up. That's it. Oh, oh my God. If he's there and if he racks like 25, 30 home runs. I can hear Blue Jays fans right now. Like, why didn't we sign this guy? Well, there's no 100%. room. <laughs> there's no room, but I can see the Rays being a team that scoops them up and utilize them well. Yeah. 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 It that sucks. Make sense. It's so easy to picture, too. Yep. It's going to be watch rough. Turn the trop, trop into a Thunderdome like the WWE people did. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's my fear. So, if, again... No inside knowledge, but if this time tomorrow or maybe after we record this podcast, 
We see that the Rays have signed Jonas Cespedes is on a cheap deal. I don't want to be the one to say I told you so, but I think that's the most likely destination. To me, it just fits. Yeah. It fits everything that's going on. And he, I'm sure he wants to play for a contending team. What better contender than the team that made it to the World Series last year? And that needs runs. They need run production, right? Yeah. Not that they can't find it elsewhere, but again, if a person is going to make you offensively that much better and all you need him to do is rake, Cespedes could be the guy. So... You're making, Ray, Greg, you're making Greg Amsinger of the MLB Network for the Blue Jays 30 for 30 thing the other day. You're ruining his projections of the Blue Jays actually winning the AL East. You know that, right? Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, that, that, is... was his, that was his bold prediction that he said there's going to be an injury the Yankees won't be able to recover from, and the Rays Judge. pitching change will be the, uh, the death of them. They won't be able to fill in the pitching as much as they thought they would be able to with the youngsters was their downfall is what he said. But... The other fun part about that was, and this one I think actually can happen, Dan Plesak said Boba Shett will hit 30 home runs. Oh, I, I believe it. <laughs> Full 162, he does for sure. I can see it. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And at that point, fuck Cespedes. We got Bo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bo. take him, raise. Bo we knows flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to close this off with the final topic. Um, I sent this to you guys last night. Uh, last night being Tuesday, uh, Jeff Paston of ESPN issued a, a report that stated that alternate sites are returning for the MLB, at least for the first month, first month rather. And this will cause the minor league baseball season to be delayed from April 6th until at least a month. Could be longer, but at least one month delay for the minor league baseball uh, series. I'm oh, sorry, season. Um, but the, the key to this is that they're looking to extend it into September. So the minor league baseball uh, season usually ends around Labor Day here in the U.S. It's going to be pushed until mid to late September. So that's good news in terms of the minor leagues to make up for lost time. Um, the MLB, however, will 100% be starting on time on April 1st. As we mentioned last week, first game of the year, Yankees versus Blue Jays, which is going to be fun. Craig. You're the minor league guys. Does this spell trouble for the minor league season in general, right? So to me, it's just, it's really peculiar that the MLB is just like, ah, yeah, just push it. Ah, just push the MLB, <laughs> MILB. Just whatever. It's fine. Like, they'll they figure care. it out. They're just going to be happy to play in it all this year. Fuck them. Yeah, man. they'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll, we'll do the taxi squad again for the first month. They're used to it, right? Is this the beginning of something more dire for minor league baseball? Or is this just a necessary evil given the COVID protocols and the wait for vaccinations and hey it's just the breaks and again they're gonna make it up on the long run on the other end of the season so games are not going to be lost checks aren't going to be lost is this just a necessary evil or do you think this is the start of something when it comes to the i don't want to say misappropriation but the taking advantage of a minor league system yeah I don't know if anything's going to change because we've already noticed that Manfred doesn't give a crap about minor league baseball with all the teams that are now unemployed, basically, and now are going to have to reform into their own independent leagues and all that kind of stuff. And we've talked about that extensively on this show as far as how more or less there's like no teams like the middle of the country anymore because you just wiped out a bunch of minor league small town rookie level teams. West Virginia doesn't have any teams anymore, (laughs) things like that. So it's kind of like, what do you do? So I think the pushing around isn't going to stop, but I think this actually is something that was born out of something that worked at the major league level and actually could benefit minor league or tier like four quadruple a guys Mm. because now you got some guys that are traveling with the team that are practicing with the team back and forth this is more or less the reason that we are even getting the benefit of seeing alejandro kirk right now in a blue jay uniform right guys no no, he wasn't even on anybody's radar he would have been in 2020 minor league limbo for all all the season and probably would have raked and we probably wouldn't even been having this conversation about him being a part of this club until maybe this season or next season right you know so it would have been a little further down the line they're getting an extended audition for you know guys that could be good or guys like jonathan davis that are on that tipping point that they are getting to still train with the major league team for another month instead of goofing around here there and all these other kind of places and not to mention guys 
you all should know this too well. Weather fucking sucks in the International League for AAA this time of year when they're getting yeah. going. So this is a month that they're not going to have to worry about their own guys that are in AAA worrying about crappy Buffalo weather and getting hurt just because it's two degrees, or, you know, it's below zero out. So I think it's a necessary evil at this point. I don't like too much, but long as the teams for AAA baseball and minor league systems in general are not losing games, because the other catch on this thing is, my team here in Rochester, Red, or Rochester was hurting until the Washington Nationals all of a sudden because the Twins wanted out. So that being a point here, that was all revenue that they would have lost if they just pushed it back and didn't make up for those games. I'm still going to be here in October watching games as long as, you know, you know, there's not anything else that's drawing my attention. <laughs> so, um, but that's it, still, that's fine by me if they're going to still make up the games because last year not having any baseball here in town is just kind of the weirdest thing on the planet because that was something we did, you know, every other weekend or random weekday here and there. We always used to have our fantasy baseball, like, kind of get together in the, you know, like, seats and goof around and yell at each other and drink way too much beer and then have to take ubers home so <laughs> but it was a good, a good old time. days exactly so yeah it's a sense of normalcy a little bit you know it, they've been saying here in new york that if that does you know meyer leagues it's gonna be 10 percent attendance which is still better than no attendance for meyer league baseball teams to get some revenue in town here i know the silver family that owns the uh red wings has got to be you know super super happy that they're even going to be able to ha- sell hot dogs again <laughs> <laughs> so let alone any merchandise or anything. So I think that as long as they keep that going, that they're not taking things away from the Meyer League system, I think that this is a better compromise than the no, sorry, screw you guys crap that they've been getting up until this point. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to combine the news yesterday with the news that Joe Biden said that every American has access to a vaccine by the end of May. Did I lose you guys? I don't think it was a result of that announcement yesterday by the president. But at the same time, if Major League Baseball had no idea that that was going to be an announcement, they're probably like, damn, we made a good decision because there will be less testing to worry about, hopefully, if everybody getting at least one vaccine helps curb the spread of the virus like crazy. Um, That will help save the money quicker uh, than not. So... Yeah, I, I mean, that news, um, the news in Canada it, that's likely to come soon is that they are changing their vaccination rollout strategy where they were project all the numbers were projecting uh, Canadians, about half the population being vaccinated by Canada Day with two vaccines. Ooh. Now, with studies saying that you can uh, be co- pretty much covered off of one vaccine for four months before you need a second one. They've changing that to, all right, let's get everybody one dose as much as possible um, before then. So with both of those developments in both of these countries, um, it's a good sign for baseball as a whole. Uh, and if minor league baseball can get back to get back on track, the Bisons are back, the Red Wings are back, um, any minor league baseball team. Um, look, I was talking about this with some friends over the weekend the intense socialization that's going to happen when everything is back to normal because everybody's just craving to go to a game and sit out and have drinks and go to bars and do whatever minor league baseball could see a little bit of an attendance boost in some of these smaller towns because people are going to be like hey let's do this because we didn't do it before we miss it or just it's something to do so i i'm fully on board with them doing it this way and yeah it could keep people like swr and manoa around uh, the alternate site a little bit longer and if they impressed or there's an injury, maybe they get their debuts a lot quicker than uh, we would have anticipated. Yeah, I'm hoping that this is just a necessarily a necessary evil when it comes to the, the you know the vaccination rollout and just the the safety protocols that the game is implementing at least for the start of the season. Um, I I don't think there's much to fear, and I know I sort of laid this out as if there's a conspiracy against minor league baseball. I I don't see that. But I do see that the the MLB does sort of take advantage of what little power the minor league baseball system has because they sort of have to bend the knee to the MLB because they're king. Um, I don't know. I, I do think that given the fact that there's going to be a bunch of people vaccinated, knock on desk, hopefully by at least June, because, you know, not to pick apart what you said, Brendan, it's all very accurate, but I like to hang on things word for word what 
presidential people say or people in government say. What Biden said was there will be a vaccine available for every adult in the U.S. And my wife was quick to point out that doesn't mean every adult will be vaccinated. Right. They'll yeah, just have true. it available for you. And after you make appointments and stuff, you might not be vaccinated until June, for instance. Fair. Or Healthy jackasses um, like us in our mid-30s are at the bottom of the line. So <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know? Okay. No, that um, makes sense. But – that doesn't mean that with the rate of production that they have, I think they're doing like 3 million per week or something with Johnson and Johnson. And they're working 24 hours a day to make these vaccines. It could be even quicker, right. To have those available. So that with the acceleration rate, it could be at the end of April and people like me and Craig, Craig and I rather could be vaccinated by May, by the beginning of May. I don't know. But having said that, if all these things work out according to plan, yeah, we'll be able to go to minor league baseball games. That would be really fucking cool, right? Yeah. Just Imagine we could games. actually do that Cooperstown trip that we were talking about. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Dude, oh, right now the U.S., it's going to be the total reversal last year where Canada wanted the border closed to keep Americans out. Now Americans are going to want the border closed to keep the Canadians out because we're slowing oh, yeah. the rollout. <laughs> so sorry, oh, yeah. can't join you. Would have yeah. been nice if it's we like, shared. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's going to be – it's yeah. going to be crazy because, you know, I, I do think, you know, this is sort of a side chat. I was talking to my buddy who's a big Disney fan. He's like, I don't know. I think the Halloween season at Disney is going to be crazy. I'm like, dude, you fucking kidding me? There are going to be people thirsty to go out and just do something. Yeah. It doesn't matter when it is. I think it's going to be busy everywhere as soon as the places allow it to be. Because people are going to be dying to just go out like it. I am just craving giving someone a hug that I haven't yes. seen in literally a year. And I'm probably going to break down into tears because yeah. I just haven't seen you or people. It doesn't matter. So when oh, it comes what, to the baseball, screen thing, isn't quite doing it for you. No, it's just not working. <laughs> I know you're craving a high five. Let me try to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, it for me, it's there's something really, really encouraging about this. And if this helps make the minor league baseball system as a whole thrive, because people are going to be like college nights to go out to a, 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 a single a baseball game, whatever, it doesn't matter. That's great. That's really good news for baseball. And once things open up for the major league baseball, and even in Toronto to have people in there for the stands, hopefully for a postseason run, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. So Hopefully this doesn't spell bad news for the minor league baseball system. I think we are in agreement that it might not necessarily be the case. Although you got to give them credit because to me, it seems like they're just keeping their head above water. Yeah. I would imagine they're leaning on their major league clubs a lot more than they were, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, Well, that's all the the things I have lined up in terms of the outline. Craig, I don't know if anybody has reached out in terms of questions. Nothing? Nada? It's been radio silence, just like our name today. (laughs) There you go. There you go. (laughs) They must be busy watching. Oh, they can't watch. They must be busy listening to the... Oh, no. Uh, Oh, can't do none of that. No. no. (laughs) Maybe they're getting prepared to go We scored a run, but the Yankees scored three. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. That's all right. Spring training. Doesn't matter. The it never happened. Yeah. Happened. Tomorrow I'll wake up. Oh, the, the Blue Jays played last night. It never <laughs> happened. No. Or, we can, or we can stat pick. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel better, we're already far enough in that most of the regulars are going out. And Breck Valeria is the one that scored the, you know, RBI single. <laughs> Naturally. Naturally, that's who did it. Um, all right. Well, that's all the material I have. As I mentioned, uh, we'd like to thank everybody that tuned in as a reminder. Uh, for at least the interim, we're going to be doing this every Wednesday during the regular season. I don't want to get too much ahead. Things will fluctuate, but as of right now, still Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern time is when you can join us live on video, on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Anywhere you get your video pleasures from, we are there. So please join in on the conversation and have a, have a few questions for us. We'll be happy to answer them. But if you're not watching us live and you're listening to us on the podcast feed, we appreciate that, too. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast fix from. We are there. Tell your fellow Blue Jays fans about us. We'd love to interact with you. We love, love, love the interaction. So can't thank you enough for listening. Um, that being said, again, we are less than one month away from opening day, guys. Less than a month. 
less than a crowd month. goes and wild. <laughs> if you if you believe in Manfred, which who does? But if you believe him, we are one hundred percent going to be there. So that being said, let's end this like we normally do: two claps and a Ric Flair. Let's go, Blue Jays. Let's go, Blue Jays. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.